This podcast is brought to you by Score Foundation. Hi and welcome to the Purple Highway Conversations. My name is George Abraham. Our guest today is Vikram Jyoti Das, who is a banker, a mountaineer, a marathon runner, and a family man. Welcome, Vikram. Thank you, sir. So, Vikram, uh, you are from Guwahati. Were you born and brought up there? And uh, can you tell us a little bit about your early life? I am born and brought up in Guwahati. I did my schooling from Don Bosco School, then 11 and 12 from Hawking College. Then I went on to pursue my engineering career from Indian School of Mines, Thanbad. It's uh, now my IIT, ISM, Thanbad. So, in the year 2000, I uh, passed through the VTech mining. Then I uh, was uh, I went on to do uh, engineering job. I was uh, expert in the field of uh, mining and uh, explosives also. So you worked with this uh, company where in Guwahati? Uh, you were posted yeah, in Guwahati. Yeah, actually, sir, I had uh, not in Guwahati. Uh, initial five six years, I was like out from Guwahati, working in places like. Uh, Chattisgarh, Bilaspur, Nagpur, then Orissa, in basically uh, the mining belt, basically, doing, uh, giving uh, ex- uh, marketing and technical service uh, for the explosives and uh, the blasting patterns and all those things we are doing. So uh, after that, uh, I went to uh, a place called Suban City in Hydel Project. So there I worked in LNT Larsen Tubo. It was a National Hydrographic uh, Hydro- Power Corporation project, 2000 megawatt project. Then uh, in the year 2010, I went on to uh, change the company. I worked with a joint venture, basically South Korean, South Korean engineering construction and, and another Indian company, uh, where I was like looking after underground cavern uh, excavation as an excavation manager. Yeah, around this yeah. time you also got married, right? Yeah, yeah, sir. Yeah, and in 2010, uh, October, I got married, sir. Yeah. Is your wife here today? Yeah, yeah he, he and my two kids, uh, six year old, they are also there. Right. So, it was around this time uh, that uh, you met with your accident. Can you tell us a little bit about what this accident was and what was the damage caused? In, uh, in the month of May 2011, Unfortunately, a mishap occurred in the site and accidentally some unused explosive blasted and we were around seven people at the uh, at some distance from the site and uh, because of the impact of the blast, four people um, died on the spot and three people, we, our lives got saved. But we had uh, basically injuries in our whole body, uh, all splinters, uh, came inside her face, body and all, and uh, our eyes got affected. We were suddenly rushed to, the accident happened in Mangalore, uh, and we were rushed to, because of the hospital facilities in Bangalore, it was much better, so we were rushed overnight to the uh, 
Manipal Hospital, Bangalore. So there, for around one month, I was like under the uh, supervision of the doctors, ophthalmologists, and all other doctors. My face and all are surgery with the plastic surgery. So, uh, but the ophthalmologists tried quite hard, and uh, but could not uh, repair my eyesight. Basically, uh, my optic nerves and retina got damaged. So. Uh Obviously, you were in uh, in shock and you were kind of disappointed with your situation. Yeah. So, how did you actually? Where did you find strength and uh, support and uh, uh, the will to move forward? Yes, sir. Uh, like uh, my uh, my wife, uh, I was newly married. She had also lots of dreams with me as a family and all. And uh, all through my accident and before also, she had been. Quite a good pillar of support. My parents were there, but she had been the main driving force. She had been like telling me that uh, you have to make your mind to do something and all. So after around uh, five six months, I thought that we have to do something. And uh, so your rehab was just uh, yeah, mobility so, training. Yeah, I'm telling about the rehab basically. Yeah. So I went to the blind school. Then I saw these uh, young girls and boys. They were moving around independently. They have nothing to worry. They were enjoying life basically in the school basically. Yeah. So I just thought that if these people can uh, like uh, move around without their eyes, why can't I actually? Yeah. So I met them, talked with them, uh, we went once, twice, thrice. Then there was one guy, uh, I like to name, take his name also, his name was Deepak Chetri. Basically. So he uh, knew some amount of, because of this uh, frustration in not, able, not being able to write this, read in uh, this thing braille. Na? So uh, there one Eureka moment came to me. Yeah. Uh, you can tell that he introduced me to this JAWS software. JAWS? Yeah. Okay. So this screen reader, yeah. Then I started. Uh, my wife and I started exploring what are the opportunities uh, there are there where I can get a gainful engagement with some uh, uh, companies, private or public government. Level. Then we found that there are like uh, 35 is the cutoff EA. At that point of time, my age was around 33. Yeah. So we applied whatever it we uh, got. Yeah. Uh, all public sector, all everything, central government and all. So SSC CGL, SBA clerk, IBPS clerk, IBPS PO, SBI PO, yeah. all those things we get. And uh, RBI uh, clerk, all those things. I failed in the first exam, RBI clerk, I did not get through. But in all other exams, I passed. Right. So uh, that was a warm moment for me. Then came the time for interview. The first interview was for, uh, I think, the uh, SBI clerk. So there uh, they interviewed me. I don't, don't remember the name, uh, what are the questions, but still I got through that interview. And uh, I joined uh, after around 18 months of my accident. In December 2020, uh, sorry, uh, 12, I joined SBI as a clerk. So, no, but today you are working in a management position, right? Yeah, no, then again, sir, I, I had given some more exams. So SBI PO, IBPS PO also I qualified. Then finally I joined as a SBI PO in the year 2013. 
So I joined as a managerial grade only in the year 2013, just after eight months. I left the clerical position and joined as a officer. If you know of anyone with vision impairment who needs guidance on living life with blindness, please share the IWA National Toll Free Helpline number 1800532046. The number is 1800532046. Uh, now the interesting part, you have a very exciting life in the sense that you have been to the base camp of Mount Everest uh, and you're among the few people who have probably done this who are blind. What made you think about this adventure? In 2021, one of my college friends from ISM Dhanbad, yes, he made a solo trip to Annapurna base camp which was also a above 5000 uh, meter altitude. There, uh, while completing his trek, uh, he saw some Israeli blind guys doing the trek. That made him that why can't, uh, why, why shouldn't I tell Vikram? So he thought of telling me that this is the case. Uh, and also like uh, while during his trek, he was like we all have our WhatsApp groups and all that. Yes, yes. So he was giving the whole story by voice message, by writing the pictures and all were sent in our WhatsApp group. And I kind of like, uh, like I, while I was reading all those messages and all, and hearing those voice messages, I was like, uh, if I would have been there, then what, like, uh, it was kind of a like spiritual feeling, like, oh, I, uh, special feeling which was coming to me. Just like God talking to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So he was, he was also kind of a spiritual guy, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but I never ever thought that I will be doing that at that point of time. But, just while we were completing the track, he called me, Vikram, are you interested in coming to uh, such tracks? So, I was totally taken aback and I was like, uh, what are you saying, man? How can I do it? Then he told about the Israeli story and all. So, I will give you time to think over it. I am, uh, I'll organize everything. You just give me the consent. So, then I thought uh, that I asked, I basically told my wife that this is an offer which has come to me now. So we thought over the thing. He but also told that all safety things will be taken care of. We will be having insurance, we will be having all the things. We will be totally taking quite a lot of time in acclimatizing also. We will be taking special guides and all. We will talk with the track company. Whatever required will be taken. So all these things I shared with my wife also. Then uh, within almost like one day, next day only I called him that yeah, I am interested. Okay, so, so this is where you started. Now how yeah. did you prepare? So I started surfing uh, in the net, whatever available for blind people and all. Uh, then uh, for other people also, how do they prepare all those things? I was like surfing the net and then uh, I have to find some guy also who take me out and all those things were there. So that is also a challenge basically. Then uh, one more thing was that, that uh, uh, my health condition was also there. 
frequently the gastritis and all the problems are coming. But first, what I thought that nothing will. I first try. I was living in a eighth floor apartment, so my journey started from that point of time. I used to wake up early, 4:30 in the morning, and go up and down the stairs. Yeah, that is the thing. <laughs> I used to uh, first uh, at the first few four five days. I was not able to just uh, like uh, coming. I went down, then coming up, eight stairs was a problem for me. Then after around one two weeks, I was able to do around three four times, then uh, around ten fifteen times. Then what I did uh, after around two two and a half months, I took a five kg sack, uh, sand full of sand. Yeah. I measured it. I made two bags basically five kg, then one and another one five kg. So what with a backpack, I took the five kg behind my back and uh, just did it for starting like two three times, then increased it. That uh, gave me some amount of strength and slowly and steadily, this gastritis problem also, I don't know where it vanished. Then I increased it to ten kilos. Yeah. Then uh, I increased it to around fifteen kilos by taking some water bottles also. Yeah. So that with that uh, for around three four months by I think till May I did not go out. At that point of time, the auto the driver who with whom I was just moving to my office and coming home, he offered me that uh, let let me only help you out. So he is the guy who first took me out uh, in the hills uh, in a near nearby the this thing, uh, Guwahati, and. Uh, by almost uh, September, uh, I had moved around for uh, almost all the hills in and around Guwahati. Every two three days we used to move out and climb for around uh, one one and a half hours two hours and uh, did some around uh, 10 15 kilometers of walking. All those things we were doing. So, so that uh, preparation likewise uh, it had uh, developed and uh, parallelly my friend also. Uh, he talked with the trekking company and uh, he uh, fixed two guides, one special guy with whom like I'll be catching his elbow or shoulder and walking through and one uh, senior guy who will be like guiding all of us through. So initially uh, 15 to 20 friends were agreeing, uh, agreed to go but because of some uh, issues and some problems and of their uh, professional and personal this thing. So uh, finally six people, uh, including me, uh, from a college, uh, agreed to go to the expedition. So uh, tell us uh, all this training, obviously you were fitter, you were stronger, you were confident, yeah. but on the day of starting at the base camp of Everest, yeah. Uh, was the terrain similar and was your walk like so, you did in the practice or was it very different? Yeah, yeah. In Kathmandu, uh, there was a like a synchronization uh, track with my special guide. So he he did not know me, I did not know him. Yeah. We once uh, had a chat with him over phone and uh, we, because he has to also have the confidence with me. Na, sir. Yes. He will be taking me all along for 15-16 days. Yes. So there we had a uh, trial track. There is uh, one nearby 400 to 500 meter hill is there. So we did uh, the track there. And uh, by the way I was moving, he also had the confidence that he would be able to do. Uh, the term is okay. 
So in uh, we started the journey. Uh, uh, it's on 16th of uh, sorry 17th of October uh, from a place called Ramechhap. Uh, we started uh, from our hotel at around 3:30 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. Because the flights from Kathmandu were cancelled, and uh, Ramechhap is the near a very small airport. Yeah. So there is a 20-seater uh, Dornier flight which goes from uh, that place to it's only a half an hour journey. Yeah. But uh, the airport which will be landing is called Mukla. It's one of the most dangerous airport in the world. It's uh, like the 400-meter air strip inclined. That's also inclined. Yeah. So in within that 400-meter only the aircraft will have to land and move the runway and stop. Yeah. Otherwise, the accident will happen. Yeah. So that was the thing, and the terrain, sir, uh, from Lukla, uh, it was completely different, sir. It was stony, sir. It was like uh, we landed there, uh, we started our uh, trek at around 4, 4:15 p.m. Uh, it was almost getting dark, and when it gets dark, uh, the the warmth in the air goes along, and it was quite cold. So the first day we had to open, like put on our uh, all our lights, headgears and all, and we moved. Uh, we reached the next destination, which was called Hakting, at around 6:30 or 6:45 p.m. in the evening. About two and hours. It was almost dark. Two hours trek. Two two and a half hours drive. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. So we felt very cool, but we had a good sleep over there. And next day morning. We had to climb around 800 meters uh, at a height of around 3,300 meters to Namche Bazaar. Uh, so that was a quite a like long trek. Uh, each day we were doing around 10 to 12 kilometers of uh, what we call the trekking. So next day also we reached at around 5:30 or 6 p.m. something like that. So so how many days did you? What date did you reach uh, the? Uh, uh, yeah, so in between we had three acclimatization days. Normally people uh, used to have only one day acclimatization, but we have taken two for our safety. Yeah. And we reached uh, our Everest base camp on 26th of uh, October 2022. When people reach the summit or reach their destination, what do people do? What did you do? <laughs> Sir, uh, the last two days were like kind of a like hell of a thing, like it's very difficult, very, very <laughs> difficult. So uh, on the day of that thing, when we reached at around 12, uh, 40, 45 p.m. So we were like shouting crazy. <laughs> uh, it was like a moment which we have been for like one year and all the my friends, they have come for me and uh, one from uh, like US, one from London, and one, two, uh, one from uh, what they call Pune, two from Bangalore. They have all come for like, helping me out for achieve this uh, special thing. So we were like crying, <laughs> we were like shouting, laughing. So we had made put some uh, coffee with us. In, uh, it was like minus 16, minus 18 degrees centigrade at that point of time. Right. Yeah. So we had taken some coffee. Coffee also got almost cold in the flask also but we drank that uh, chocolate coffee there and uh, there was a boulder there and uh, in the boulder we all stood up and took some photographs and all 
after around half an hour or 45 minutes, we returned back. Tell me, when you came back to Guwahati, what was the action then? Ah, yes, sir. Sir, before coming itself, sir, star, action started. Many newspapers and all have already given me photographs which you have shared to my family members and all. Yeah. So, the local newspapers, some even told that you just, when you risk, you just inform, they will take some interview and all. So, that was the kind of praise was there and uh, thank Acha. One more thing I have to tell that uh, while I was on the expedition, uh, my bank also <laughs> partially supported me with the finances. They have given sponsorship basically. Yeah. <coughs> Partial sponsorship, uh, State Bank of India. And when I reached there, the next day I joined the bank and our circle CGM, Chief General Manager, he on the very next day, on Tuesday, he organized a special uh, uh, party for in commemoration of my this one. And uh, I was felicitated, even my wife was there at the program. I was felicitated there with very, like I said, I was also told to uh, speak about my experience over there. I spoke in front of a large gathering there. To support our work with the blind and visually impaired, you can visit the donate page on our website www.scorefoundation.org.in. Please note www.scorefoundation.org.in. So Vikram Jyoti Das became a star. So what what is the next mountaineering expedition the star is planning? Uh, sir, as of now, uh, nothing has been decided, but I am still moving around my, the hills, which taught me how to cook, climb. So next, uh, I have a dream of going to Kilimanjaro. Let's see, sir, in next year or next year, maybe I will be planning for that. You also are uh, uh, a marathoner. You like running the marathon. My school friend who stays very nearby, his name is Ritu Panna. Yeah. He is into this uh, running for quite a long time. Yeah. So, uh, he, uh, when when we came and when we talked about it, so, uh, he was like uh, telling me that Vikram, you can start running also. But I don't know how to, like, uh, how a blind man will be doing all this kind of thing. But it will keep, uh, I thought that it will keep me uh, that active, that uh, fitness will also there. So, uh, I also, for that thing also, I searched the net and all. Then we, I found that with a tether, there is a kind of uh, yeah, elastic you, type of rope. Yeah, which you tie yourself to the other. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not kind of a hard tightening of the rope with your hand. It's just catching the rope, basically, yeah. with both his hand and my hand. Yeah. So his left hand, my right hand, or his right hand, my left hand. Yeah. So so that the free movement of the hand is there, and whenever some uh, uh, like uh, blockage is there or any challenges in the road is there, he will be giving some verbal or by uh, pulling my hand or something like that. That indication will be there. Too. Yeah. So likewise, we started like uh, initially. Uh, for even 500 meter or 100 meter, I am facing problem to run. But slowly and steadily, it improved. We did some, he, he, he taught me uh, this thing with some kind of uh, knowledge which he had already had 
about this uh, marathon running. So for 30 seconds I used to run, then 30 seconds walking, then 30 seconds uh, running. Like that I improved my uh, capacity, heart capacity and uh, endurance. Yeah. And uh, I'm happy to say, say that uh, in December 3rd, uh, after around, uh, you can say around 7-8 months of running, I did a uh, 10 kilometer running uh, last month only, December, um, in an event. So that is my, like, till now, success <laughs> in marathon running. Uh, you have two children. Yeah. They were both born after your accident, right? Yes. What is their uh, view of their father? They know that their father can't see, and still uh, they believe in this their father's capability. And while I was uh, in EBC and all, uh, while uh, sending the pictures, they know that their the father has gone to some hill. Yeah. do something. <laughs> it's been wonderful talking to you. So, uh, as a token of our love and uh, uh, and also the Purple Fest's uh, gratitude and uh, appreciation of your life and your story, uh, let me present you with this uh, memento. So, thank you very thank much, Vikram. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. This podcast was brought to you by Score Foundation.